And now, Jalen and Jacoby. Where the fuck the truck? Head to death. Worry about my posse getting jumped. Because if we ever do, yo, TV, pop the trunk. Because we make a pop the trunk and hit the switch. Now act stupid, I'll pop the trunk. <laughs> give me a He is Jalen Anthony Rose. What up, Del? I'm David Jacoby. And on the cool check-in. Center stage on the mic. And we're putting it on wax. It's the new style. We're Jalen and Jacoby. What do we do? We get a people. What they want. Hey, Jacobs. What's happening, I've got to give you a heads up. Okay. The sound you hear in the background, it ain't just from the top of my head. Okay. I'm at St. Francis Yacht Club in front of the Golden Gate Bridge. Okay? Those ocean waves, it ain't it ain't just me today. Okay, I got company. <laughs> so, you're, I'm glad you brought up the most important thing. It is game day here. Game three of the finals is upon us, which means Jalen Rose needs a haircut. What time is the cut? How do you get the outfit together? You know what I mean? What's the plan for the day? So the plan for today is, and I hope that the person that cut my hair in Oakland last year is not a fan of the podcast, but (laughs) my guy Shiz is just A+. And so he's on like a 9.30 a.m. flight from L.A. to the Bay. He's going to land at like 11. He got to check his bag because he's one of the best with the razor. Can't yeah. leave without that. Can't yeah. travel through the airport with that. Good point. Check his bag and do all that by nine, by 11.30. Be at the telly by like 12.15, 12.30. Let him in the room. Order some room service. Get a quick bath slash shower. I do both. That's Wait, right. What? Wait, I'll take a bath and then take a shower on game days because I'll be feeling myself sometime. You take a and bath and then I'll sit down in the shower. Tent. Yeah, yes. Oh, wait, wait, well, in my house, you ever we done call that those, before? In my house, we call those bowers. I give my kids them. It's when you plug the plug, but then you turn <laughs> on the shower, so the shower eventually morphs into a bath. It's a bower. <laughs> oh no, no, no! On game day. You got to treat yourself. So I sit down, take a nice Epsom salt bath. Okay. You know, let it get between my toes and just lay back and just enjoy it. (laughs) You know, meditate a little bit, put on some soothing beats and just relax. No shoot them up, bang, bang, or nothing like that. Then I flip to the shower, rinse off, throw the do-rag on. Reg got me some nice African juices and spices to put in my hair. <laughs> African juices down. and spices? <laughs> no doubt about it. Then I sit in the chair, get super crisp. Then after that point, nothing goes over the head. Nothing goes over the head. No, nothing no. touches the so head. So I halfway no. get dressed, dr- dress pants, dress socks, and dress shoes down low. Zip up, Puma jacket up top. I'm pretty sure people be looking at me like, he wear that same zip-up jacket every day. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I got, I got as many clothes as anybody in the world, but I ain't pulling nothing over my head at that point. 
And then you, so you go to the so arena. I, you go to the arena with the Puma on, and then put on the big boy stuff once you get there. Not on, not when I get there. When I get to set, okay. Not, not in, not on the drive, because for all of the people that want to work in the sports and entertainment and/or television business. It's all good until a mistake takes place. And I ain't going to be the guy that's eating Doritos and Cheetos and spill it on my shirt or spill it on my tie or something happens to my blazer. So I'm not putting on my gear until I get to the set. Okay. I'm I'm walking through the arena. I'm walking through the arena looking crazy. I'm pretty sure people be like, what is wrong with him? But I don't care. Well, Jalen. I want to address something that I learned a lot of things about you that just blow my mind. One of which is you wear a tie every single time, but you still don't know how to tie a tie. You still are walking the planet to this day, to this day, to this day, and you still can't tie your own tie. So here's the thing. It's almost like being a handy handyman. Or a construction worker. There are certain things I can do, but there are times where I can pay somebody to do it better. Mm. I can tie a tie, but it's like a C, C plus. Okay? Now, so if I get it tied, do you fly someone in? Do you fly got, someone in from New York to tie no. a tie? <laughs> you, you fly somebody else in? What flight are they on? So Shiz is on the 9 30. No. You got the no, tie tire no, on the 12 no. o'clock. No, my my stylist Kenny, my my stylist Kendall Wallace, Shut when up. she throws together my suits, she makes sure that the ties get tied. She ties them, or I don't know what who ties them. I just know by the time they get to me, they're tied. Well, we have some updates <laughs> on this big game three game day. Kevin Durant will not play. Clay Thompson. Still questionable. Game time decisions. Let's start with KD. Why do you think Steve Kerr announced that he would not be playing in game three instead of keeping it up in the air for the Raptors? Because you don't want to create any gray area within your team. You can't send a mixed message. Behind closed doors, you can't say, key, key, KD is not going to play, but I'm going to go in front of the media and say that he is going to play. And also for the integrity of the game. Steve Kerr, I think, has been to 10 NBA Finals. Betting is now legal. These are things that all go into a factor of acknowledging whether a superstar player is going to actually be able to play versus being a game-time decision. So one thing I find interesting about this is with Kevin Durant definitely out of the lineup and Klay Thompson maybe in the lineup, hobbled if he is in the lineup, do you consider this a must-win game for the Toronto Raptors if they hope to win the series? I got a dirty secret for you. I consider every game that Kevin Durant not playing is a must-win game for the Toronto Raptors. That's why I picked them to win the series. I'm not a fool. If KD was healthy, if I knew Boogie was going to play the way he did in game two, I would have picked the Warriors in five. But since I knew that that was not the case going into the series, that's why I picked the Raptors in seven. So, yes, they need to have that sense of urgency without KD, and especially if Clay doesn't play. Well, that's interesting. I want to bring it to Clay Thompson now because Clay is a game time decision. He's got a hamstring strain. Um, do you, you said yesterday that you do not think that he should play in this game. Do you still believe that if he can go tonight? 
I appreciate the fact that Clay's a warrior, literally. And last year he had an injury and people felt like he was questionable. He actually went out and played against the Cavs. But this is a little bit different. A hamstring is nothing to play with. We all know if that thing pops, not only will he be out for the season, he's going to be rehabbing during the summer. So if I'm the Warriors, don't play Clay. If he left the game in the second half, it takes a few days for that injury to heal. Why not give him more time? You got Steph Curry on his home floor. You got Draymond Green, who's basically been their MVP the last series in this one. You have Boogie Cousins that came on in game two. You hope your role players play better in front of their home fans. I would not play Clay in this game. And also, that's a mental manipulation for the Raptors. Say, for example, they don't play Clay, and then the Golden State Warriors happen to win. And now you show up in game four with KD and Clay, that'd be an atomic bomb for the Golden State, for, for the uh, Toronto Rap- Raptors mentally. Well, let's say Steve Kerr's watching this program right now, and he takes all of his basketball cues from this program, as most people in the NBA do, and he does not play Klay Thompson. Who replaces him in the starting lineup? You've got, you know, Cook. You've got McKinney. You've got Livingston. Who would you replace Klay Thompson with in the starting lineup? Well, it's going to be McKinney because he's a little bit taller, and you hope he can make threes. He's a capable shooter. He shot an air ball in the previous game. Quinn Cook, you want to bring him off the bench because he's a shorter player. He's going to give you a lot of speed. He made three threes in the previous game. You don't start Livingston because you don't want to take one of your championship-laden vets and put him into the lineup because he doesn't shoot with range. And when he's on the floor, that's when they can employ that boxing one. So they always talk about sort of making up the scoring with KD out. You know, who's going to step up and score more points to get to 110, 115 points? Without KD and Clay, who do you expect to score more points to get them to the the goal that they have? First and foremost, DeMarcus Cousins. And Mm. I appreciate the fact that everybody is now taking a certain level of respect to his name after he had 11 points, 10 rebounds, and 6 assists. But last year he averaged 25, and he started in an all-star game. So I think he's the guy you lean on to try to get you some post-up looks. And also you want him to continue to outplay Marc Gasol and Serge Ibaka, which he did in the previous game. Well, without Klay Thompson, even if he's in the lineup, he will be hobbled, and he probably won't play as many minutes as he normally does. You're going to see a lot of Steph Curry carrying the offensive burden for the Warriors. In the second half, without Klay Thompson in Game 2, the Raptors employed a basically a box-in-one defense. Steph was asked about that yesterday. Let's listen to Wardell Curry. Innovative and unexpected in terms of a defense you haven't seen in a while. There are obvious things that we could have done differently to try to create better shots. At the end of the day, that fourth quarter was just kind of weird overall with the the pace and Lack of scoring. We we played amazing defense. When's the last time you saw a box and one in the NBA? I honestly can't remember. Um, probably last time I saw was when I had a Wildcat jersey. So Jalen, he after the game called it janky, which I love. Do you expect to see more of this janky box and one defense <laughs> in Game Three? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. You can call it whatever you want. You can call it janky. How about calling it effective? Mm. Look at the Gold State Warriors lineup. They don't have the knockdown shooters that they used to have. When Steph is on the floor and Clay's off the floor, there isn't another knockdown three-point shooter. And if you're going to play the percentages, you want Draymond, 
Andre Iguodala, Boogie Cousins, all capable scorers to actually shoot the ball with range and live with their averages. Sean Livingston won't attempt threes because that's not in his game. So you would take all of that versus Steph Curry because we know what he can do from three-point range. Absolutely. Steph Curry has shown us. I'm really, really intrigued about how they're going to defend Steph Curry. I bet they'll mix it up a lot, but you will see a lot of double teams, a lot trying to get the ball out of his hands. We will continue to preview huge game three in the Bay Area. But right now, it's time for News That Matters. Tracy Morgan yesterday was announced as the host of the 2019 ESPYs. Congratulations to him. Well, he celebrated the announcement by doing some car shopping. Jalen, he bought a $2 million Bugatti. A $2 million Bugatti. 15 minutes after driving it off the lot in the streets of Manhattan, he was sideswiped by a car and the Bugatti was damaged. What would you do if that happened to you? This is why I wouldn't buy a vehicle for $2 million. Because when you spend that type of money on something, now you've invested to the point where it becomes personal. That's a house, okay? I ain't spending $2 million on no car, number one. Number two, if somebody was to run into the vehicle, which, by the way, all young people, here's a lesson. Soon as you drive a car off the lot, it depreciates in value every second, every minute, every mile. Now, all of a sudden, when it has an accident, that car now is worth 1.2 in 15 Mm. minutes. So that Mm. would not be an investment I would make. And if I was him, you know what I really would have did? I would have been on my knees crying. I know. And you don't curse. You famously, I have never heard you say a curse word, but something tells me you might say some. You might say some if you got sideswept in your $2 million vehicle. Let's get people what they want. There is something that you do twice a day that could be improved. Something that you do two times every single day, at least two times, that you're actually doing wrong. I'm talking about brushing your teeth. And I'm talking about Quip. Quip is the best toothbrush I've ever used in my life. I have a Quip at my house, and it is the best I've got it stuck to the wall. They've got this little handle. It's the perfect. It's sleek the way it's designed. And the it's got this thing where every 30 seconds it stops buzzing to remind you to switch from one top, top of your mouth to the bottom of your mouth, from the left side to the right side. Quip is the best, literally the best toothbrush I've ever had in my life. And now you can get a Quip for your dad. Show him that you care. And the thing about Quip is – You don't realize that you're brushing your teeth wrong until you get the Quip. The Quip is so good. And they send you new brush heads exactly when you need them. They've got sensitive sonic vibrations, a built-in two-minute timer, multi-use cover, brush heads automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule of every three months. And they've got special toothpaste for the Quip as well. I love my Quip so much. I'm going to get it for my dad for Father's Day. And I'm not alone. There are over 1 million happy, healthy people that use Quip as well. Quip starts at just $25. If you go to getquip.com, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com, slash Jalen, right now, you get your first refill pack for free. 
That is your first refill pack for free at getquip.com slash Jalen. Get quip for yourself. Get quip for your dad. Get quip for a grad. Get quip for anyone in your life. You will not regret it. Jalen, of course, we will get back to game three soon, but we have some other news in the NBA that is very interesting. After meeting with Anthony Davis last week, David Griffin this week is taking calls for trade office for their super trade offers for their superstar center. Jalen Rose, my question for you is simple. What should David Griffin do when he sees Rob Palinka's name pop up on his phone? How should he handle that? Well, I told you. I told you guys during the season that that was going to get him sent to voicemail. Whether it was 213-310-323, I said it the entire year. And that ended up wrecking the Lakers locker room to the point where Magic needed to fly to the team on the road and try to patch things up in Philadelphia. LeBron coming out saying, well, if you can't deal with trade rumors, then you shouldn't be a Laker. And then, boy, you know it, they were in the lottery, other than the mm-hmm. fact he got injured 18 games. Yeah. And it also wrecked the Pelicans locker room to the point where they started taking him off the in-game advertisements while he was in the arena. It was awkward for everybody. So here's what David Griffin is going to do, whatever his boss tells him to do. And from what I'm hearing through the grapevine, the owner feels like they will do a deal with the Los Angeles Lakers, quote, over her dead body. Which means if she still feels that way, they may not get the best deal, but that will mean they probably won't deal with the Lakers. This is going to be fascinating to see how this plays out. Well, it's interesting because Gail Benson did kind of walk back that over her dead body comment a little bit. You know what I mean? Saying it was like sort of a little bit out of context or whatever. Still leaving it open for a Lakers trade. Now, obviously, the Lakers can put together a good group of young players and the fourth pick for AD. The Celtics also have some assets that they could trade. But my question for you is, we know that AD would stay with the Lakers, and we assume so if he was traded there. But if you were another team, would you take the risk of, like, Paul George did the way that OKC did with him and the Raptors did with Kawhi Leonard? If you were another team, would you put together a trade package for AD without a guarantee that he would stay? No. I absolutely would. Look at how it's playing off for the Toronto Raptors. And if he walks at the end of the year and he gets you to the finals and or in a position to win the NBA championship, sometimes you got to roll the dice. Usually GMs like to play it safe, Jacobs, and they don't make the big move or the splash because they get a chance to keep their jobs longer. It takes courage to do what Elton Brand did, bringing yep. Butler and Tobias Harris in the last year of their deals, or with Masai Ujiri letting not only Dwayne Casey, the coach of the year, walk, but also let DeMar DeRozan walk. And it paid off. So there have been some situations that it seems like Anthony Davis will be comfortable staying with. And I think if he got traded to the New York market, whether it's the Nets or the Knicks, he would probably be comfortable with that situation as well. Yeah. Well, getting back to the Lakers, the Anthony Davis news isn't the only thing that affects the people in purple and gold. They hired Frank Bogle. And then they have Jason Kidd as the assistant, who they made the highest-paid assistant in the NBA. Not only that, now they have announced who else is going to join the staff. Another former head coach, Lionel Hollins. Now, Jalen, it's great to have this collection of basketball minds together on the same bench. But if you're Frank Bogle, how do you feel about these hires? I'm not mad at this at all. And this actually is something unique in the NBA. And can we just acknowledge that the Lakers over the last couple of weeks 
have actually improved. They got mm. the fourth pick in the draft. Yep, I like they this. They got Jason Kidd to join their coaching staff. They got Lionel Hollins to join their coaching staff. They got Frank Vogel as their head coach. This is a game-changing agent type of thing for the NBA because neither one of those assistants were head coaches last year. They were out of the league. So now they're happy to be back in the game. And they now understand if the Lakers do have success, which I anticipate they will because LeBron James is really good at basketball and they're surrounding him either with the good young assets that they have or they're going to be able to parlay that into something else. Now all of a sudden those guys are going to be back in conversations for head coaching interviews, which they were not involved with as jobs came available this offseason. Interesting. Now, I have to ask, everything about the Lakers revolves around LeBron James. And how do you think LeBron James feels about these hirings of head coaches now as assistant coaches? I don't think he's mad at it because you continue to improve your team if you have people that were head coaches now as top flight assistant coaches versus assistant coaches who have never sat in the first chair. This cannot be a bad thing for the Los Angeles Lakers moving forward. I actually like what they're trying to do. These were guys that were out of the league. It ain't like these two guys got fired this offseason and then got hired. They were out of the game. They weren't getting interviews. So now all of a sudden they're back on a big stage coaching LeBron James in Los Angeles. We know that they're going to be a playoff team. They could possibly be a contending team. That's only going to help their value. I think that a lot of people forgot just how good LeBron James is basketball because he has not been in these playoffs. I have pretty high expectations for the Lakers next year. I see the Lakers in like at least the second round of the playoffs, you know, barring some sort of injury. Jalen Rose, we are just hours away from game three in the Bay. Simple question for you. Who wins tonight and why? The home team, the Golden State Warriors, because we haven't had a signature finals performance from Steph Curry. And you know he hears the chatter. Yeah, they won three championships, but he hasn't been finals MVP yet. So with Draymond Green, to me, leading the way the first two games with his consistency and how he played in the Western Conference Finals, so far, since they're halfway uh, basically towards uh, capturing what they hope to get done and winning four out of five championships, I think Steph Curry has a signature game. I think he's going to be a lot more efficient. He's shooting less than 40% from the floor. He was 0 for 6 in the first half before he got going late in the second quarter in the previous game. He had some bad turnovers. Fred Van Vliet did a really good job of defending him. We're talking a lot about the boxing one. I think they're going to be ready for that, whether Clay plays or not. I think Steph Curry has a breakout game and they win. See, I just, I just find it hard to believe the Warriors are going to win this one with, even if Klay Thompson plays, he's going to be hobbled. Just where do the points come from? Like, is Boogie, is Boogie going to score 30? Is Draymond going to score 25? Is Steph going to score 45? Like, where do the points come from for the Warriors offense? I agree with that sentiment. That's why overall I picked the Warriors, I picked the Toronto Raptors to win the series based on exactly what you just said. Without KD in the lineup, you're losing 30 to 35 points. The game we saw from number one to number two, Boogie, the minutes were up plus 20. How's his body going to respond to that? Is he going to be able to stay out of foul trouble? Same with Draymond Green. The Golden State Warriors also got a real favorable whistle in the previous game. 
So mm. I understand what you're saying, but this is why I say Steph, Steph is going to have a signature performance. That's going to drive the narrative if they win. Well, he's going to need at least 40 points for them to win tonight. And I think one person that was so key after game one that we just spent three days talking about seeing the praises of was kind of quiet in game two, and that's Pascal Siakam. Could you see Pascal Siakam play some more center? Could you see Pascal Siakam have another big game and establish himself as the second best offensive threat they have next to Kawhi Leonard? If you're the Toronto Raptors, you have to downsize your lineup. Serge Ibaka's been invisible the first couple of games. Marc Gasol was really good in game one. He was not effective in game two. You have to gauge that early. And if he's not ready to go and play at a high level, you now play Pascal Siakam more at the five. You do a lot more switching on the perimeter. You play Van Vliet with Lowry a lot more. You get Norman Powell some more minutes. You can use Kawhi in any lineup. So, also, the way they're blitzing Kawhi, if I would like to see Marcus Gasol come up and actually slip it sometime, mm. and then that gives him a different look. Or have somebody else actually be the screener. If they're going to crowd and blitz Kawhi the way they have, you got to either slip the screen, have a different person set the screen, or just play flat and allow him to go one-on-one. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out tonight. Well, Draymond Green is going to have a key role in this game no matter how it plays out and who's on the court with him. But one of the reasons that he's been so good in these playoffs in in comparison to the regular season is he's lost all 25 to 30 pounds. The GM, Bob Myers, told him he had to. And he said one of the ways he did so was by cutting out chips, red wine, and fast food from his diet. Jalen, those are like the only three things that you consume. (laughs) You eat more chips and drink more red wine than anyone I know. Jalen, could you possibly give up chips and red wine out of your diet? I could give it up if I was trying to play NBA basketball. But since I'm not, I ain't. You know what I mean? How about that? How about that? I feel like yesterday it was toilet paper. Today it's chips and red wine. I don't know what you're going to have for props tomorrow. Whoa, that that's too much. Are you going to break all those up and put them in one bag like you always do for your Eto's mix? Of course. Why not? Oh, Jalen. I'm going to show you I ain't perpetrating a fraud. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jalen, you're the best. You are the absolute best. <laughs> Being an adult can kind of sneak up on you. One time you're in college, and then you get some sort of entry-level job, and you are got roommates, and you're just kind of living your life, going out late, partying. You're single. You're in your 20s. And just over time, things change. You become responsible. Next thing you know, you're married. you got kids. You just have to be responsible. There's other people that depend on you just to get by, just to live. And do you know what sneaks up on you, too? You're like, wow, what if something happens to me? That's why you need life insurance. Ever since I got life insurance, I just feel so much better. And life insurance can do so much. It can pay off a mortgage, can send kids to college. It gives you peace of mind. If you think you can't afford it, the chances are Select Quote can help you get it for less than $1 a day. Think about that. Select Quote, what they do is they comparison shop over 10, up to 10 highly rated companies, including Prudential, Banner Life, Mutual Omaha, and others that find you the company with the best rates. For example, Select Quote can find a 35-year-old man a $500,000 policy for just under $19 a month. Think about that. Or a 37-year-old female 
Three quarter of a million dollar policy, $750,000 policy for under $22 a month. That's less than a dollar a day. A cup of coffee tastes like, costs like three times that. Select quotes got breakthrough technology allows them to quickly match you with the best insurance company to get your best policy. Plus the quotes are absolutely free. I'm telling you, select quote can help you get life insurance that will give you peace of mind every single day. Select quote could save you time and money. So get your free quote at selectquote.com slash Jacoby today. That is selectquote.com slash Jacoby for your free quote. It's absolutely free. Don't put off protecting your family another day. Right now, go to selectquote.com slash Jacoby. You get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. I got to talk to you about something, Jalen. Game two, you're in Toronto. They show the countdown crew at the end of the second quarter. I see your tie with the unbuttoned blazer. Your tie was like barely past your nipples. You had a clown tie on. It was too short. So maybe you should get that adjusted. Maybe you should get that adjusted at, you know, when Kenny Wallace ties it a little early. So I need to teach the world something about fashion. And this is actually cultural. Okay. People that look like you, David Jacoby, actually care about the length of the tie. Yes, yes. People like me only care about the knot in the tie. So therefore, the tie can be longer. You just got to have a smaller knot. If you want to have a fat knot, of course the tie is going to be shorter. This is why you have a fatter knot when you're rocking a three-piece, because people won't see how the length of the tie is. You saw me off wax. I know. Well, Jalen, just be. I was a little embarrassed. I was a little embarrassed. I was like, "Oh my god, Jalen, got the, kang- <laughs> the kangaroo gut sticking out underneath the tie." My god, Jalen. <laughs> Today is Wednesday. Not only Game Three Day is a day of the week where we celebrate the more responsible, the more intelligent, hey, the kinder, the ladies! more compassionate. The superior gender of our species, the ladies. And we do so by taking only female voicemails. Gentlemen, don't forget, you can call 985-80-JALEN, and we will listen to your voicemail on the show. But not on Wednesday, just for the ladies. Let's listen to a female voicemail. Hey, this is Shay from Florida, Central Florida. Big Magic fan here. But today I'm calling on behalf of the L.A. Lakers. Me and my coworkers are having this huge discussion as we're unloading a truck right now of over 1,500 pieces. Heavy stuff, but girls got to do what a girl's got to do. But back to the Lakers. The Lakers, is it really all their fault that they're not going to get a free agent? I mean, if you look at LeBron's history, ever since he left Cleveland the first time, everyone has been under contract that has been with him besides Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh joined along with him, and besides that, nobody has actually decided on their free will to be with LeBron. Kevin Love traded there, as we know. He wrote the letter, I'm coming home, didn't put Wiggins in it, the whole bit. And then he goes to L.A., and Paul George, no. Kawhi, I'd rather go to the Clippers. And it's just, just peculiar that we would just blame the Lakers all right if they don't get a free agent. Let me know what y'all think. Try to get the people what they want. Long time listener, first time caller. Hey, Taylor, bring back the bat. I know you ain't chunky no more, but bat, you know, makes you whole. You got to give them what they want. You got to give them what they need. Big shot to Shay. 
unloading 1,500 pieces from a truck. Shout out. God, sounds like she's got a real job. I'm so happy that I get to do this yep. for a living. Yep. Now, a couple things. Number one, Jalen, I agree with Shay. You need to bring back the bat. You used to have the bat on every single show, every single day. You wouldn't do a single second of the show without the bat. And now you never, ever break it out. And the plan was to break it out for certain topics and certain things. You never, ever break out the bat. I want you to apologize to the people. You're not giving the people what they want. And I want you to promise there'll be more bat in the future of this program. And we're putting it on what? I agree with you, Shay. You're exactly right. I sold out for corporate America. Once we went from being a podcast to a radio show... I figured there were more people watching the show, so I was going to wear long sleeves so they couldn't see my tattoos, and I was not going to carry the bat because I didn't want them to block us from being on TV. And then before you know it, voila, we're on late night television for 30 minutes on ESPN News. And then before you know it, we're on afternoon television for 30 minutes. And then we expand, and we're on for one hour in the afternoon. So now I can go back to the fabric of the beginning of the show and start carrying the bat ASAP. No problems at all. I'm rolling with you, Shay. Thank you, Shay. And also she wants to, basically she's pointing out that LeBron James doesn't attract very many big name free agents. Now he obviously very famously hooked up with Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade in Miami, but in Cleveland, Kevin Love was traded there. Kyrie Irving was already there. I'm just trying to think like, sure, Dwayne Wade came and, you know, some other pieces in Cleveland, but why do you think it's true that LeBron James does not have the ability to attract superstar teammates in free agency? I'm going to modify that just a little bit. It's not that he's not able to attract all-star level players. He's not able to attract players that already have rings. That's what he's mm. running into this offseason. Kawhi, KD, Clay. They already have them. Kyrie Kyrie. won one with them. And after he got it, he was ready to leave. Paul George was a unique situation because he asked to go to the Lakers. Magic and Rob didn't get it done. This is one of the reasons why he ultimately stepped down. He didn't get Paul George after tampering with him. Didn't get Anthony (laughs) Davis after tampering with him. And so that was what he hoped to deliver. Two max guys. They deliver one so far in LeBron James. Well, we will see what happens this offseason. As I mentioned earlier, I have high hopes for the Lakers, not just this offseason, but next season in the regular season. But, Jalen, let's not take away the focus from this excellent NBA Finals. So much intrigue, so many will he or won't he play, strategic X's and O moves from the coaches. Big performances from role players. I cannot wait to see how this plays out tonight. I look forward to seeing your haircut. I look forward to seeing what sort of silly pin you have on your suit. I look forward to seeing it all. I want you to crowd surf. I want you to crowd surf somewhere. You know what? You crowd surfed in Jurassic Park. Now I want you to actually surf in the bay. You did crowd surfing in Jurassic Park. Now I want you to actually surf in the bay. Will you promise that you will actually put on a wetsuit and try to surf in the San Francisco Bay? Nah, brother's really timid when it comes to that water, my guy. No, no, no. I'll get on the jet ski, but if I can't see the bottom of the water, I'm hesitant to get in. Hesitant. (laughs) I ain't going too far away from the shore. We'll be back tomorrow to break down all the action in Oracle tonight. Why is that, KRS? Done. We're not done. We're not done. Got to give the people.
cool guys. I love them. Speaking of the hobbits, let's talk about LeBron James. All I care about is my nipples. Seriously. 